Hello and welcome to the Hope Encounters for Women podcast. I am your host, Denise Harris-Simchuk. I am here with my friend, Sophie Velasquez. So glad to have you on our show today, Sophie. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, yes, definitely. What an honor. Um, Thank you so much for this invitation. My name is Sophie Velasquez and I am the founder of Real. Real is Redeem, Esteem, Adopted, and Love. I am an advocate and I help women empower men. I help women to become empowered through the word of God, women who have been through domestic violence. Um, I advocate and I it's a faith-based support. Now it's an empowerment group, but it started in 2017 in my home when I graduated from Not On My Watch, and this is a Christian-based um, foundation that helps women with domestic violence and human trafficking. So I took the classes in 2016, 2017, we started, uh, real started as real women support group. And we had women coming to my house and we will, um, help guide them and, and counsel them through the word of the Lord to help empower them to understand that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, um, that God created them in such an amazing way that they are supposed to be abused. So God did not, the foundation of family wasn't for abuse and that women shouldn't be abused. Um, so right. in 2017, that's where we started in my home doing Bible study with the women. In 2018, the Lord placed in my heart to start real domestic violence support group for women, and it's on Facebook. So it's a support group that started in 2018 on Facebook. We've been active since 2018. Um, we've been able to, you know, bring women in to give their testimony on being survivors of domestic violence and then becoming thrivers, um, becoming pastors, um, you know, having their own, you know, ministries, um, where they're continuing to help women and empower them through the word of the Lord. So it's been such an amazing experience. You know, I've, I've helped, well, the Lord has placed me, you know, to be there and to help so many women. Um, in April of 2000, 2020, uh, 22, I'm sorry, in 2022, April, we started Bible classes. So I had women coming in April. They did four weeks of Bible classes. Then we had another empowerment Bible class, September to October. And we were learning about fasting. We were learning on, you know, just getting close and submitting to the Lord. Um, and we was able to find empowerment in that way. So, yes. That is so awesome. And, you know, we, we've got that kindred spirit there. You know, we, we have that passion to see women who have come through domestic violence have freedom that empowerment, that knowing that, you know what? Yes, you may have been through abuse, but the Lord can take your ashes and make it into beauty. And so I know I have, you know, I have come a long way since I've been abused. And, you know, if it was, if it wasn't for people like you out there that are helping people, because, you know, when I was going looking for help, it wasn't there. And you may have had that same 
story. I don't know. But, you know, several years ago, we didn't have these types of resources for women. And I just love that there are people rising up who the Lord is really empowering them to help other people. Because if we don't do it, who will? And how many women will stay stuck and think that they can't do anything and not understand? And even women who love the Lord, they can get stuck. So I'm so excited to have you um, share with us today. And I am a part of the community that you have, and it's wonderful. Um, so as you know, my podcast is based on um, seeking God first. So I believe that Matthew 633 is a foundational scripture for everyone. And it is so key to our lives. You know, we seek God first as the scripture says, and he takes care of everything else. So can you tell me, how do you prioritize your time and energy to keep God first in your life? I'm praying and I meditate on the word daily. So I have engraved what he told Joshua in the book of Joshua, chapter one, verse eight, meditate on the word of the Lord, you know, day and night. And then yes. everything that you do will prosper and succeed. So the word of God has become my source of living. Uh, it's like the children needing Wi-Fi in the home so that they're, you know, their stuff could work. That's how God is for me. He's my Wi-Fi. So I daily have to connect, right? It's like the phone when the phone needs to be charged. Um, In order for the phone to function, it needs to be charged. So my way of staying connected is just to daily meditate on the word of the Lord. Amen. And I love that analogy because uh, I remember when you told me that about how you tell your kids, you know, having that relationship with Jesus is like having your Wi-Fi. If you if it's not connected, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everything that is a Wi-Fi for, you know, the electronic stuff to work. So that's I how I feel that we as humans are. You know, that's the connection that I was able to put between for us to function correctly, we need to be connected to the vine. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus told us he's the vine and we are the branches and we, we can do nothing without him. Nothing. So it's really important to stay connected. So can you, I want you to talk about, um, I know that in, in addition to, bringing awareness for domestic violence the lord has given you a mandate to bring awareness to mental health can you talk to us a little bit about that okay so i speak from experience um you know going through childhood um i was able to get to the root of why i was in domestic violence relationship um the root is that i come from a home of um, being abused basically as a child, I always got screamed on, I always got hit on, and I never thought of it as it was domestic, you know, that's why the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. When we don't know something, right, then um, we destroy ourselves because we don't know. So yeah. um, I, I was in unhealthy relationships and I went into domestic violence shelters, um, but I never was able to put the two and two together. I never understood what was the root of it. Uh, so I realized the unhealthy relationship that I had at home with my 
mother, you know, my uncles, you know. So I learned that domestic violence wasn't only intimate partner violence. It is also right. violence that we go through at home with family. Yes, absolutely. So there was a season in my life where I struggled with mental health problems like depression, anxiety, and also suicidal thoughts. When I was able to get into the root of how come I understood what was trauma and how when you don't, when you don't heal from trauma, or when you're not educated, when you don't know what trauma is, that's where the mental health problems come from. So when I was able to get into the root, right, the Bible says that by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, right? So as we talk about things that we had to endure as children, this is why, you know, the Lord placed in my heart to start real on Facebook and then later on, he let me know to start doing testimony. I was able to educate myself through the testimony of other women to understand, right? And just know more about what domestic violence is. So mm -hmm. once I started understanding and once I started meditating on the word of the Lord, I was able to heal, right? And not me, but through the blood, through Jesus, through, right? Because Jehovah Rapha, he's our healer. The Lord yeah. was able to heal me from mental health problems. And then now he has equipped me to bring awareness so that others can understand what is the root to the problem. Because mm -hmm. science wants to medicate us. But Jesus came to set us free. Come on, girl. I'm sorry. So, you know, <laughs> when we go by what the, the earthly doctors say, right they want to give us medication that doesn't 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 heal the problem because it's spiritual right yeah. so the doctors don't understand the things that are of the spirit right because the doctors are just trying to medicate the flesh yeah so when we get to the root when we get to the root and we take it out now we are able to find healing because some things are spiritually, some things are that we're sick spiritual, right? So when I was able to get into the root of what it was causing me, the depression that was causing me, the anxiety, what was making me feel suicidal, I was able to heal. So now the Lord has equipped me to bring awareness so I can help others get into the root of what it is that's making them feel feel certain issues now there's certain mental health problems that are more you know severe so if the person i'm not a doctor i'm not you know licensed to give um any type of if you should take medication if you shouldn't take medication you know um that is between you and your doctor and you yourself should know your body amen you know so but in my testimony they did prescribe me depression pills in the beginning because i didn't understand about how it was spiritual i did take the medication but later on the lord let me know and i was able to get not only therapy 
not only therapy through the word of the Lord, but I also did the secular therapy. I also did the Christian therapy. So I was able to, you know, do the stuff that I needed to do to get the help that I needed. And then eventually the Lord let me know it was okay for me to get off the medication because I was able to heal the root. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, part of my testimony is I also, I did not want to take medication. I did not want to believe that I was, you know, depressed and all that was just, but I knew something was going on. And it was actually a really good friend of mine who helped me to understand that taking um, medication for depression and anxiety was not bad, you know, that it is sometimes necessary when we're waiting for our complete healing to come through. Sometimes it's necessary. And so I agreed, I will take this until the Lord says that I don't need it anymore. And it sounds like the Lord was able to give you that freedom to say, nope, you don't need that anymore, Sophie. You are healed and whole. And that is a powerful testimony because you're right. I tell you, you know, our woundings in our soul can only be completely healed by Jesus. And you, you hit on a couple of things that are so important. Knowledge, knowing the word of God, that is so critical because if we don't know what the word of God says, we don't, we, we're not going to know who God is. Mm-hmm. And it's not until we really know who he is and have that solid foundation of, of relationship with him that he can come in and he can bring that healing to not only our souls, but our spirits and even our bodies. So I love that you have that testimony. Um, can you share a testimony of a time when seeking God first allowed you to provide support or resources to someone in need that exceeded your own expectations where you know, Hey, if this wasn't the Lord, this would not happen. That's that's awesome. And yeah, definitely. Um, I do have a testimony. Um, I usually have a routine and um, that this morning I decided to go get coffee and um, I had a gentleman come to me and, you know, ask me if I could give him, you know, something. He was in need. Um, he was hungry, right? Um, but mm-hmm. before I gave him something, I did speak to him about God. Um, you know, at that moment, the Lord said, this is the time to talk about my son. And as I'm speaking to him about Jesus and, you know, what moved me, because I knew that it was God and it wasn't me, was that this man started crying. Mm-hmm. He started crying and 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 just saying that, you know, no matter what he's going through, he thanks God every day that he is breathing. And when I started speaking like life into this man and the words that I was saying, I know it wasn't me. I know it was the Lord. What was making him cry was that he he even showed me one of those little um flyers that usually, you know, they hand out um to mm-hmm. you know give them awareness about the Lord and stuff. So he came on, he said, I know that this is God. And then he he showed me the little pamphlet. And he said, look, this is the uh, the other day they gave me this and I've been holding this, you know, in my pocket all this time. And he was like, this is the first time that somebody talked to me like this. Aww. 
And I know that it was God was there with me. And I know what I was speaking to this man was the word of the, like, you know, that it was the Lord speaking through me. I was being the vessel that the Lord was using at that moment to speak life into this man. And that touched me that he was like, I never heard somebody speaking like this to me. And it just touched me to know that there's also men that are broken. There are men that never heard somebody speak positive to them. And they're walking around wounded because somebody spoke death into them or yeah. spoke curse words into them, you know. So for him to, do, I, I can see the change in him. And then I heard the Lord tell me, give him $5. And I gave him the $5. And that man was like so grateful. Like I can see that he was so grateful and it was just such a powerful moment at that moment. I was like, wow, God, thank you for using me to help him. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I think, you know, as the body of Christ, we need to be more aware and listening for those opportunities because, you know, there's so many people who are wounded, whether they're women or men. And when we're walking around out here, you know, we, we, tend to turn a blind eye sometimes to the suffering of mankind mm -hmm. because maybe we don't know what to say. But if we're listening to the Lord always, you know, seek God first, that means we're listening to him. We're allowing, we're giving opportunity for him to say, Hey, listen, my daughter, I want you to talk to this man. And you were able to do that. And that is so beautiful. It's a, such a beautiful testimony. And I love that because that's really how we should be every day walking in the spirit is, you know, I think of the scripture, walk by the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, you know? And sometimes, like I said, there's people in our lives that sometimes we cross people. I know here where I live, there's a lot of people that are constantly asking for money. And you know, there are times when it's just a professional person on the street trying to collect money. But if you listen to the Lord, you know who really is in need, not only of something tangible like the $5 you gave, but their need of hearing the word of the Lord and speaking truth and speaking life into them. So I, that is such a powerful testimony. And I'm glad that you were able to share that with us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so is there... Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about your your own ministry, your your support group, or um, any other testimonies you might have of victory, you know, by seeking God first and keeping him first in your life? Definitely. Um, you know, I just was able to, as I seek God first, I just see that the Lord works in, you know, in my life and, you know, just to do the will of the Lord and just to see other women find their identity in the Lord. Um, and just to be able to give that, the, the Bible says, you know, that for what we receive by grace, let us give it out at, for grace as well, right? For what we receive, the Lord wants us to also give that out, you know, and it's like in the Bible, Whereas the the wise or the foolish virgins, right? So when we seek God first, we become like the wise virgin that we always have oil in our lamp, you know? 
Um, so as we always having oil in our lamp, that means that we are being guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is giving us wisdom, right? And as God is giving us wisdom, we're able to accomplish more things and we're able to help others also, you know, be able to guide them into the place where they can accomplish. And it's just beautiful to see women, you know, being set free, women knowing who they are in Christ, um, you know, seeing women go back to school, getting their education, um, you know, and, and understanding that they don't need to sit around letting somebody abuse them because they need money or, you know, they don't feel good about themselves. Because when we find out what identity in Christ, when we're seeking the Lord first, we find who we are in Christ and the Lord empowers us because the Bible says that in the beginning, he gave man dominion. And I love that because dominion means that he gave us authority and power. And as we seek the Lord first, the Lord continues to give us this dominion, authority. He keeps giving us power so that we can accomplish those things that before we didn't have the self-esteem to be able to accomplish. Right. I give a testimony. Um, you know, before I got into seeking the Lord first, I struggled with my education. I, I struggled right with, with completing school. But once I took time to separate from things that just wasn't, you know, it was taking me away from seeking God first. I was able to accomplish getting my high school equivalency. You know, now I shall, you know, I'm going to be getting my bachelor's degree. You know, so the Lord has equipped it me so that I could be able to be educated and continue to seek knowledge and continue to grow. You know, so this is so powerful when we seek the Lord first. He equips us. He gives us knowledge. He gives us wisdom. And we're able to accomplish things for him, for the kingdom, to help others. Amen. Amen. So you um, so you got your equivalency and then you went to college, but this was after the coming to the Lord and everything. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So when I, well, I was serving the Lord for a while. I could say I've been serving the Lord for going on 14 years. But there was a time where I surrendered, right? Because in the beginning, we're 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 learning about this whole Christianity, right? Um, but when I decided to seek the Lord first, and you know, the Lord separated me from people, places, and things that no longer served me, and what it was doing was basically it was taking me away from the Lord. Yeah. Then yes, the Lord, you know, he. Once I started gaining wisdom and knowledge and the Holy Spirit started working in my life, I was able to concentrate on school. Um, so mm -hmm. I got into a college where in the college, getting the college credits, I was able to get my high school equivalency because many times I tried, but I never completed it. Okay. You know, I never completed it. So there was always something that happened that I stopped. So I never got to the finish line. But this time, seeking the Lord first, I was able to get in college, get my high school equivalency, get the associate's degree, and now I'm going to be able to get my bachelor's degree. So, you know, that happens when you decide to stay in that place of, like the woman with the alabaster oil that she stood at the feet of Jesus. 
you know, when you stay at the feet of the of the master, when like, you know, in the book of um I think is I don't know if it's in Matthew, but I know it's that, you know, Mary Magdalene, it was the two sisters and you know one was complaining that the sister wasn't helping her with the duties of the house because the other one was, you know, listening to, to Jesus. And Jesus told her, you know, your sister chose the better, the better part. Yes. Because she's here. Instead of being distracted with other things, you decide to seek the kingdom of, you know, the kingdom of God first and all its righteousness and everything else shall be added onto you. That's what the Bible says. So when you stay at the feet of the master, when you stay at the feet of the teacher, when you let the teacher be the one to teach you, then you're able to accomplish greater things. Yes, yes. And you know, it's funny, uh, Martha always gets a bad rap because she complained, but you know, she was doing, she was doing the things that had to be done. I did a, I did a, um, I spoke about Martha and Mary in a conference that I did in North Carolina and, you know, she, they always give, you know, they talk about Mary. She chose the better thing, but poor Martha, you know, she was doing what she had to do. She was, she was feeding all those people. I mean, come on. She had 12, 13 plus people in her house she's trying to feed everybody by herself and you know how it is when you're trying to you know you have a big gathering in your home somebody's got to do the work right but the thing is when jesus spoke to her he basically let her know she could have sat down and had that same experience you know she martha could have sat down and said hey y'all just gonna have to wait because i'm listening but she was so she was just so in, like, I got to take care of this. Yeah, she was worried yeah. about that she had to take. And that's how I was in a season in my life, that I was worried about that I had to take care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got distracted. Yes. But when I decided to do what Mary did, I stood right there and I let jesus be the one to guide me and i stopped thinking about everybody else and i focused on what i needed so that I, if i don't focus on me how can i help everybody else amen that's it that's it you know i always think about uh jesus said there were two great commandments love the lord your god with all your heart mind and soul and the second one is love the lord or love your neighbor as yourself and we always talk about loving our neighbors but if we do not love ourselves, which means taking time to take care of ourselves, how are we going to help the, your neighbor? How are we going to love your neighbor? So that is really important. That is powerful. You have some really powerful um, testimonies and I love what you're doing. Um, I love your group. You're always bringing encouragement. And um, I love that the women that you've had on, I've, I've, listen to some testimonies of people. It's been a, a great joy to find you. Um, and I really, is there anything else you'd wish to share with our listeners today before we wrap up? What, the only thing that I would love to say is just to continue to seek God first. Um, because everything else will be added on to you. You know, when you take the time to just stay, you know, at his feet, like the Bible says that he's divine and we're the branches and we can't do nothing without him. But mm -hmm. through him, all things is possible. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank all of our listeners today. Um, I am so excited to share these testimonies of women who have been on the side of the ashes and come up at, with joy and, you know, walking in victory with the Lord, because really the Bible is true. He brings beauty for ashes and we are testimonies of that and you can be too. And so I will um, put Sophie's information in our show notes and I'm so excited that you have listened today. I hope that you, if you heard something in this podcast that it encouraged you, please share it, share it with your friends, follow, like, and share this because somebody needs to hear what we are sharing and we are bringing hope, hope encounters for women on each of these episodes. And thank you so much for listening and God bless you all. Bye. God bless.